Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Your Ben Jarofsky show for this Wednesday, August 10th, 2022, is brought to you in part by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all the things there is to know in the city of Chicago where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, and every now and again, what kind of cheats to chong in the city, and so much more, including columns from our very own Ben Jarofsky, Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com. And if you want to uh, help out this program, you can. Just go to chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky. That's J-O-R-A-V as in victory, S-K-Y. And here he is, the man with the plan in the city of Chicago. <laughs> I don't know what that plan is, but I'm hoping he's going to fill us in today. Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Mayor King Wednesday, and here's why. Before I get into that, let me just say this. That beautiful voice you heard at the top of the show was definitely not the young one, the doctor, Dr. D, Dr. D, Dennis. My dear friend and partner in crime is taking some uh, much-deserved rest uh, and, uh, he's, I, I let this cat out of the bag a little while ago and actually Dennis didn't care that I let it out of the bag. Uh, but he's about to be a papa. And so I guess all this is just preparing for that great day when there's a, a Dr. D lit in the world. I uh, just made that up really. Wow. Uh, anyway. And so, uh, that, that voice, um, if longtime listeners, uh, to Chicago radio, talk radio may recognize that voice. Uh, that's Chris Schrage, good friend of ours from Alton, Illinois. Chris, uh, thanks so much for helping out. And uh, Chris, for years, was Dick Kay's producer. So that's how you know her name. Like, for instance, uh, when I told Monroe that Chris would be sitting in today, he goes, oh, I remember him from the Dick Kay show. Uh, Dick Kay, of course, the legendary political reporter uh, for the, Channel 5 News for many years. And then for like 20 years, I want to say he was the Saturday uh, talk show host at, uh, I'll say it, I'll get those call letters out. Here we go. WCPT, uh, otherwise known as the station that fired me for being too liberal. Uh, Anyway, neither here nor there. I should get over that, I guess. It's been three years, but yeah, some things take longer than others. You got to stop being so Uh, liberal. You got to stop being so liberal in Chicago, Ben. Yes, I know. Come on now. You're too too liberal for the city. (laughs) Too liberal for Chicago's liberal radio. So anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, Chris, uh, yeah, we um, crossed. That's I met you because you were working promotions for WCPT when I started working there. And then you moved on, uh, I would say, about six months before I was moved on. And uh, so uh, welcome back. And I'm going to do a little promote, promotion for this guy. He's very skillful with podcasts. Uh, he's very skillful with all kinds of uh, electronic equipment that confuses me. Uh, and he and Dennis are longtime friends and may one day have a production company uh, together. So if you're looking to produce a podcast, uh, I recommend uh, Chris uh, and Dr. D uh, very much. So there you go. How about that for a shout out? Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Much appreciated. All right. So let me get back to the business at hand. Monroe will be joining us soon. Monroe Anderson has been just uh, eager to come on this show, uh, in particular for this week, because ever since the Trump raid, and I've been getting texts from listeners going, what's Monroe think? What's Monroe? We're going to get to him. We're going to get to him. Uh, But before we bring him on, before he pulls himself away from his Tai Chi and his lunch and whatever else he's doing at this moment, uh, I want to, uh, to say... Uh, go back to what I was talking about, the headlines and the local papers. Do a little local news uh, before we bring uh, uh, Monroe on. Have to do with Alderwoman Sophia King from the 4th Ward announced uh, yesterday in a video uh, message that she was running for mayor. And uh, I have lost track of the number of people running for mayor. Sometimes it's hard to pay attention uh, to um, all the people running for mayor and all the local politics because the national news is so fast and furious, to put it mildly. Uh, and I like, for instance, today, when originally booked the show, Lee Allen Jones is coming on. He, he's uh, far left, uh, Green Party, uh, uh, former Green Party candidate. 
Uh, he spars a little bit with Monroe on, uh, on the issues. Uh, we were going to talk mainly Brittany Griner and uh, Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, the FBI uh, raids Donald Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago mansions. Oh, but, but that goes, the, the other issues go down the level a little bit, uh, go down the list a little bit. So uh, we'll, we may get to Taiwan and Nancy Pelosi, et cetera, but uh, we'll be talking about that raid. But the point is, is that all that national news that is coming at us that is so scary, so frightening, so invigorating, so interesting, so passionate, uh, often diverts from what's happening in the city of Chicago. We're gearing up for mayoral election. A lot of you are probably going, well, who is Sophia King? And I understand you may not know that. If you're not a political junkie, if you don't follow this stuff as closely as I do, you may not know uh, the all, all the aldermen and all the women in the Chicago City Council. She's one of 50, after all. But she's the fourth ward, which is uh, Kenwood, Hyde Park area, on the south side along the lake. Uh, she's closely allied with Tony Preckwinkle. Yes, that Tony Preckwinkle, Cook County Board President, uh, head of the uh, Cook County Democratic Party, and the woman who ran against Lori Lightfoot, uh, in 2019's runoff, I got clobbered. Now you're wondering, well, how can Sophia King, someone I do not know, possibly get elected mayor? Well, here's why. We have a runoff system. I will be saying this over and over and over again. Uh, From now until Election Day in 2023, we have a runoff system. You don't have to win. You don't have to beat Lori Lightfoot uh, in the first go-around. You have to finish second. Lori Lightfoot, I guarantee you, if uh, she runs, and she is running, so uh, will be in the runoff. I believe she will get the most votes. Chicagoans are conditioned. Chicagoans are conditioned to vote for whoever the mayor is. They just, there's just, they're just going to punch that ballot for whoever the mayor is. Monroe Anderson has joined us. We'll bring him on real soon. They'll punch that ballot for whoever's the mayor. So, so I guarantee you that Lori Lightfoot will be in the runoff. I do not believe she'll get the fifty percent. Plus one, she'll need to avoid a runoff. Therefore, it's wide open. If Chris Schrage wants to run for mayor, all he has to do is move back to Chicago from Alton. If Monroe Anderson wants to run for mayor, all he has to do is gather the signatures. Not as easy as it sounds. Uh, and they have a chance. Well, maybe not Chris and Monroe, but Sophia King has a chance. She's very well connected and established with Tony Preckwinkle, with the Obamas. She's got a base in Kenwood and Hyde Park areas where there's people vote. Uh, turnout is generally high. So I do not rule her out. And once she is in, let's say she makes the runoff and she's against Lori Lightfoot, then it gets interesting. Then voters in the city of Chicago will come face to face with Sophia King, many of them for the first time. This and this is the same for all the challengers in that race. They're all fighting to get in the runoff. Sometimes this, this basic fact seems to elude a lot of people in Chicago. They're just fighting to get in the runoff. They need a pathway to victory after the runoff. I do not believe there's a pathway to victory for someone running at Lori from the right. This is actually a Democratic city. 85% went for Biden over Trump. So I do not think there's a pathway uh, for a Paul Vallis type running at her from the right. But Sophia King will be coming at her from the left, sort of. So there is a pathway. This is uh, Mayor King, as opposed to King Mayor. <laughs> We're used to King Mayors in Chicago. Uh, maybe Mayor King's time has come. We'll see. Uh, but uh, interesting development uh, in Chicago politics. All right, without further ado, I'm going to bring on the legendary Monroe Anderson. Every Wednesday he comes on the show talking Trump, 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 and, uh, and Trump. But we also talk uh, local politics and other national politics uh, but Trump is in the news, Monroe, and um, I told you I've been getting texts from listeners, uh, curious, your thoughts about uh, the raid at Mar-a-Lago that took place Monday, FBI raided uh, Donald Trump's Florida home, and there has been a political fallout ever since the Republican Party has collectively lost its mind over this issue. Uh, they see it as a winning issue for them uh, in the midterms. Uh, but your general thoughts, we'll just start with the general thoughts about the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, it's the, 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 the Republicans have been screwing up since Trump got into their orbit f- five years, six years ago, and they continue to screw up. He will not help them. He is going to hurt them. In, in, any loyal Democrat, devoted Democrat, will hope that Trump is running because he will 
he, he's damaging them already. These candidates that he has managed to get to, to the head of the class in the primaries are, are most are going to hurt him. One or two may squeak through. We'll see. But most of them are, are going to hurt him. The walls are closing in on him with these investigations. He's taking the fifth in, in New York. He's um, screaming and hollering about um, them cracking his safe in Florida. I mean, they they are coming at him every which way now. All right. So I'm going to quote you to you. But yeah. All right. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing. You've been saying this now for at least a year. If you're going to go after the king, you better have good aim. You better hit him. It has to be a headshot. Yeah. Okay. It has to be a headshot. That's the good line. I just knew I'd screw up the quote. I knew I would screw up the quote. <laughs> and so, uh, so they're going after the king. Yeah. I'm not talking Elvis King. I'm not yeah. talking Alder Woman Sophia. They, they have the goods. They would have raided. They would not have raided Mar-a-Lago if they didn't know exactly what was there and exactly what they wanted. So, all right, let's there's, there's there's somebody on the inside of Trump's operation that's, if not singing, is humming. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before we go any further, I just need to uh, clarify, uh, clean up one rumor that's been going around. Uh, is there any truth to the rumor that you personally were leading the raid at Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> Monroe Anderson has been ripping Donald Trump. Uh on one radio station or podcast after another since approximately 2015. And he has been very consistent uh, on that front. Yeah, when Dick Kay was 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 in the hospital and I took over his show that uh -huh. Saturday. Yeah. This is before, this is right after Trump announced. I had a psychiatrist from Northwestern University on talking about um, his mental condition at the time that he was very narcissistic and a lot of stuff this guy spoke with great authority and um so i've been ahead of the curve on trump all right when we get to lee allen uh he'll he disagrees with you on some of the uh, a lot of issues which could be very interesting to hear uh the the back and forth uh on the issue of um whether it was a smart politically uh, to do this uh, at this particular uh, time. But uh, so, all right, it's, they haven't announced exactly what they were looking for. By they, I mean the Justice Department and the right. FBI. Uh, because uh, they're doing it right. Unlike with Trump's uh, FBI and uh, judicial operations, where it was obviously he thought they were his, uh, they were his people working for him and not for the American people. Uh, the FBI, the Department of Justice, they're all doing this very properly. And um, and they have the goods. The, the, the January 6th committee has done such a spect spectacular job. They've, they've interviewed more than a thousand people. So they have all sorts of information, which they're, they're now giving to the, the, the uh, Department of Justice um and it's trump is done he will be indicted now whether he will be jailed or not or convicted um we'll have to see because you could have one closet trump nut on the jury who um hangs it but we'll see all right, you are really ahead of yourself here. Let's back up. And okay. so I, uh, I mean, you already have the jury. Uh, <laughs> the big issue is whether the jury will uh, acquit or convict. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're yeah. a long way from getting a case before a jury. Oh, I know. I know. Sure. But you just, All right. My, so my, I, I should have brought my crystal ball up here. I can yes. show it to you. Yeah. And we'll... It says indicted. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, God, you've been predicting that one for a while. All right. Uh, so it it seems, again, they have the FBI, the Justice Department has not come out and uh, said exactly what they were looking for. 
Uh, and in fact, I just got to go on this one. The, 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 I have to smile. I, I'm going to tie two things together. I'm going to roll on this little tangent. I just have to do this. When there was that big fallout uh, in, um, it was about three weeks ago, with a 10-year-old girl, I was raped in Ohio and had to go to Indiana to get an abortion. Right. Uh, and uh, the Indiana, Indiana Star, Indy Star, broke the story, quoting the doctor who provided the abortion, okay? And the doctor was the only source. And I remember the Washington Post fact finder, Glenn Kessler, writing a column, chiding the Indiana Star for, only, for going with a one-source story. I've not found any source on this raid that is publicly identifying him or herself uh, as you, you know from the inside to talk about what they're looking for, what they're getting, et cetera. It's all background. Someone close to the scene who can't be identified because they're close to the scene. So <laughs> just gotta but get no, 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 you know the, no, the greatest source, and it's one source, but the greatest source that the media has is Donald Trump. <laughs> well, he was the one who announced after they raided it. They were still, they were still, they were still picking over the the, the uh, going through the closets and bathrooms and what have you at Mar uh, 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 Mar-a-Lago when Trump tweeted that yeah. he had been raided. Yeah. So it's no. no 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 doubt. Okay, so this, let's just let's just take a moment to talk about that. Donald Trump has completely rewritten all the rules of acceptable political behavior in this country. And uh, he's fired up and inspired a whole generation of Republican politicians. Don't see uh, this kind of bravado on the left. The left would be too afraid to go this way, in my uh, humble and, opinion. And smarter. Yeah, and <laughs> smarter. Really okay. What, they, what they're doing, but. But I have witnessed, not literally personally, but on the TV or read about in the newspaper, and as you have, Monroe, countless FBI raids of offices or uh, homes of Chicago politicians. Yes. Just Ed Burke. Just think of uh, uh, Alderwoman Carrie Austin. These are just two. Okay. And this is just such a typical scene uh, in Chicago or the suburbs or the state of Illinois. Some politician being investigated by the FBI, this moment of shame where the papers carry photos of men or women in jackets that say FBI on the back, uh, carting out cartons of who knows what from uh, the alderman or the state rep or the state senator's house, okay? I have never seen a Chicago politician go on the kind of publicity uh, tour that Trump did. Never seen him send out a press release. Uh, never seen him rally supporters to denounce the law enforcement. Never seen it. It's like com- it, he has once again completely rewritten. Sort well, of. He's a, he he is the great grifter, and so he's grifting again. He's raising money off of the, he he's raising money off of. Um, being being uh having his his his, his um property rated um and not rated it's not a raid i mean that's that's a loaded term it's it's they have a subpoena well okay it's a raid i mean it, it, we would call it a uh fbi raid i don't, i mean they didn't come in guns blaring blasting right. i mean but no they called the secret service they said we we'll, uh, we're gonna come. We have a warrant. <laughs> we 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 have a a, a court ruling. Uh, a warrant to search the property. We'll be there in a couple of hours. Um, and the Secret Service said, "Okay," and they came, and it's, it was a deep state at work. And, and of course, a great irony about it is the deep state. Is all the Trump's people? <laughs> yeah, no, the head of the CIA. Yeah, the, the head of the FBI is yeah. is Trump's guy. Yeah, he appointed him. Yeah. By the way, you can tell my head's still in Chicago. I said the CTA. I don't know where yeah, it right. came from. Uh, so, all right. The point being, uh, I had to take the delight out of that. Donald Trump had once again rewritten the, the rules. So, okay, they may have. FBI may have contacted the Secret Service, as you pointed out, to let them know 
that their agents were on the way. No, no, may have. They did it. Okay. They did okay. It. Well, okay. I mean, All right. So they let them know. Professional courtesy. And plus, All right. it would really be embarrassing if the Secret Service and the FBI got in the shootout. Because one <laughs> yes. Other, yeah. yes. So. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So I'm glad they did that. Uh, but um, they haven't come out and said what they were looking for, right. what this is connected to. Right. Uh, and in the absence of that kind of concrete information, Yes. The Republican Party is free to say whatever they want, which right. they uh, and which they would. Your, I can see your point before you even say it. They would be they're free anyway to do that, and they would do that anyway. Right. I'm just saying, you, it's you can't come back. Do you follow what I'm saying? Because none of us know exactly what the. No, th this is okay. the clue. No. Okay, Donald Trump knows what they're doing. I mean, in, 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 in the subpoena that he received, he was told exactly what they were looking for. If it's a witch hunt, if it's fake, then he could very easily release what the subpoena says. And he hasn't. Just like in New York with his business, um, it was a, a few years back that he was saying anybody who pleads the fifth is guilty. He's had a change of heart <laughs> on that <laughs> just today. You know, it's funny how these things happen. Yeah. But now that it's happened to him, yeah. he's sorry that he said that because now he knows that um, you might need to plead the fifth because you're not guilty. Yeah. Which he isn't, you know, the, 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 the true and real president is not guilty. <laughs> no, this is, this is just an astounding moment uh, in, in American politics. Uh, Monroe and I have lived a long time, relatively long time. Uh, and I know we've never seen anything like this where the president of the United States and I'm stealing this line from Colbert, gets raided, and people are going, well, which crime is he getting, is his home getting raided for? Uh, and then, so, okay, it seems to be, have to do with documents that he should not have taken out of the White House uh, because, I don't know, they may be of sensitive nature. They're public documents anyway. Yeah, uh, they some are sensitive, some aren't. Yeah, they you know, whatever example, it is, God, public documents yeah. that belong to the government. The love, uh, the love letter uh, from yeah. Kim... To the the the, the head of uh, North Korea, uh, Kim to Trump, the love yeah, letter I, that he said. I thought you were going to say Putin to Trump. Trump. Uh, uh, I thought you were going to say love letters from Putin to Trump. Yeah. Uh, so all right. So we know uh, in that case, that's obviously that's it seems pretty obvious that that's what they're in this particular case are looking for. But then the two days afterwards, he's called before. Uh, a, what is it? A, a grand jury in uh, New York, and he pleads. Yeah, in a death. civil suit. Uh, in a yeah, civil suit. Civil yeah. suit. Uh, and and then there's all the other lawsuits that could emerge, uh, having to do. And with, there's and there's Georgia. Georgia I was going to say having to do with yeah. election fraud. Right. Uh, so there's a wide range of possible um, uh, investigate possible things they could be looking for. Uh, He's and, a one man uh, crime wave. Yeah. And yet, Monroe, and yet, 40 to 45% of America is blindly loyal to him. Like, they'll, they'll go to the mat for this guy. And that's the part of this that, I mean, I've never seen so much corruption in one man, which is kind of impressive, okay? You know what I mean? Even in Chicago, I've never right. seen so much corruption from one man. This this dwarfs anything anybody's ever said about Michael Joseph Madigan, for instance. Uh, but I've never seen he, he may he, Trump makes Nixon look like a choir boy. Yeah. Actually, I could make an argument that Nixon was more destructive than Trump, but let's not go there. All right. Uh, let's, that's that's a whole we, we, Yeah. We, uh, we, we, could, we could wait until Lee Allen comes in. Yeah, we'll hold. <laughs> I'll take on the two of you. <laughs>
Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, but talk a little bit, Monroe, about this, the unswerving loyalty that MAGA has for Donald Trump. It's a um, cult. It really is a cult. And the cult is fascist. So that's a dangerous combination. Um, you know, they and the the and of course it's about race to a large extent. It's, and most of the Trump people, not all, but most of the Trump people, are nervous about um, the idea that within twenty years America is not going to be majority white anymore. And they think this happened with Harold Washington back in the 80s. Um, they think that the, we are going to do to them what they did to us. And of course, it didn't happen with Harold. And it's not going to happen when um, the majority of America is black and brown uh, or not white. But uh, because of their evil ways, the way they've treated everybody else, they think that um, that's how they will be treated. Or maybe deep down in their heart, they know that's how they should be treated. Well, and they're, uh, they're pretty defiant about things. So uh, Kevin McCarthy, who is in line to be Speaker of the House, is a congressman from California, Republican from California, uh, and uh, has really tied himself to Donald Trump yeah. over the last, since Trump left office. At first, he was mildly critical of Trump uh, for January 6th, but no more. That's out the window. And he's become a complete uh, suck-up to Trump. Uh, he, his response... I'm more than mildly cr critical Trump when he had the telephone conversation on January 6th with Trump and, and, and Trump just um, sort of cursed him out about his, his not being on his side. Um, at that time, he says, who do you think you're talking to? I mean, he, 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 he was a, 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 his own man for a, fleet, a, brief, a, a fleeting moment. I, when I said mildly critical, I meant publicly. Behind oh, the scenes, yeah. he didn't make that phone call. But publicly, he, he didn't talk so defiantly publicly uh, right. at all about Donald Trump. He's always like kind of measuring uh, the public reaction or the MAGA reaction. And now he's just, he realized that his uh, political future was tied to Donald Trump. He had to show allegiance to Donald Trump uh, in the aftermath of January 6th. And he did, they went to Mar-a-Lago. He went to, he went to Mar-a-Lago. He, he didn't have to get a warrant. He was right. invited in and right. he kissed the ring, he bowed right. down to Trump and he's been bowing down ever since. Uh, and in the aftermath of a Monday's raid, uh, he said in regard to Merrick Garland, the attorney general, uh, the head of the justice department, uh, who essentially had a green light, the raid, uh, better save your notes, Merrick Garland, uh, because uh, we're coming after you if we take over the House. And by that, he means if the Republicans uh, take back the House, uh, they're in a minority party in the House. If they take it back in the November midterms, McCarthy <laughs> initiate an investigation of the Justice Department. Uh, and, and Republican congressmen will start uh, subpoenaing uh, officials like Merrick Garland and his underlings, demanding they turn over records and public documents uh, into the investigation of Donald Trump. And in a weird sort of way, Monroe, I kind of welcome it because that'll be interesting. We may get some truth. Do you follow what I'm saying as to what Trump did and what he knew? Uh, you know, first of all, you, uh, just think of Benghazi. You know, when, <laughs> when they were in office, how many Benghazi hearings did they do? And, and the problem they had was there was no there there. So that's why they kept having hearings to try and prove that something had been done wrong. Uh, but the, you know, these people are so outrageous. I mean, they're going to have a, an investigation 
of the political investigation they imagine the Democrats are doing now. They're going to do the same thing. <coughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, what, they're going to have an investigation. What is investigation. also ridiculous is Pence has, 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 has sided again with Trump on this. The man was going to let him be hanged. And he was a bit hurt. His feelings were hurt about that. But now that it's 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 um, Trump or the Democrats, he's he's going to go with Trump again. Well, and and this is the political reality of it. It gets back to what I said about McCarthy, but it's true across the board. It gets back to what we've been talking about, Richard Irvin here in Illinois, who is the so-called moderate in the, in the gubernatorial race. They're afraid to take a stand against Donald Trump because they realize they cannot prevail in a Republican primary by taking such a stand. Mike Pence wants to be the next Republican nominee for president. To right. do that, he may have to defeat Donald Trump, but he is afraid to attack Trump for Trump's obvious crimes. He wants to beat Trump. Wow, Monroe, this makes no sense. He right. wants to beat Trump by supporting Trump. Right. And same with DeSantis. Yes. Yeah, the, the governor of Florida. Yes. Uh, who is the heir apparent if Trump doesn't run or if, if or if Trump um, dies of ill health as um, one, one of your other guests <laughs> <laughs> predicting for four years. We shall go unnamed. <laughs> oh, my Lord. We still have listeners. Crash talking Sergio for his prediction about Utah going robust. <laughs> oh, Lord. But it, anyway, if Trump is not the candidate, then yeah. right now DeSantis is the obvious replacement. You, and you can't. He, is, he, he is all snuggled up with, with Trump on this thing. And this, 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 this raid, if you want to call it that, or what they're calling it, this raid was sanctioned by a a federal judge uh and it's 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 legit to the to to the the highest level and they're trying to make it into something it's not because it, it suits their political whim yeah absolutely and, that, and 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 that's first of all that's why i believe it's sort of like uh, there's some parallels to Chicago, uh, and uh, uh, Lee Allen Jones has joined us. We're going to bring him on in a little while. Excellent job, Chris. Just a shout out to Chris. Really showing he hasn't missed a beat. Uh, and uh, so, um, and there are some parallels to Chicago, Monroe, because uh, beating Donald Trump in a Republican primary uh, without criticizing Donald Trump uh, it's sort of like trying to win. It's it's sort of like if Alderwoman Sophia King was going to try to win uh, the uh, uh, to to def uh, become mayor of the city of Chicago without criticizing Lori Lightfoot. I mean, it's just counter to any strategy that people employ. You got to give voters a reason, not only to vote for you, but not to vote for the other person. And you know, this is this is a problem with the cult. Now is that Trump can't criticize Trump without them being upset. They have their, this whole vision. They've created this narrative and, and mindset of Trumpism that is even larger and more evil than Trump himself now. Did you say so, Trump couldn't criticize Trump? Is that what you said? Did you right, mean if, if Trump if Trump goes off 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 script, yeah. what they expect him to say? That he gets booed by them now. Yeah, no, so, Trump goes. I made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. you're. I see your point. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Right. No, it's true. Like when Trump said, "Take the vaccine," right, uh, and and they booed him, and he go, "Oh no, no, he backed right. off." Yeah. Right. right, he won't even take credit for the vaccine. Right, right. You know, right. I'm telling you, man has rewritten the script. He's rewritten absolutely everything in this country, and the Republicans are following him. 
and uh, off the at, cliff. Off. Uh, well, Leon, we'll, we'll, we'll get uh, Leon, who's drifting to the right. I've noticed more and more. He's, he's smiling as I say this. Um, and there's no truth to the rumor that Leon Jones will be joining the MAGA party. I'm just saying that he's a Green Party guy. Um, but uh, uh, the assault of Republicans. Uh, on the FBI, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene saying defund the FBI. Monroe, we have to pause and talk about that. Uh, this is a party that's attempting to win in November, uh, seizing uh, the, on the issue of law and order, uh, battling crime, and loving and respecting, uh, without question, law enforcement officers back to blue. Uh, and uh, when, <laughs> when there's an investigation into Donald Trump, uh, by the FBI, it's all of a sudden defund the FBI. Well, you know, the Capitol Police know how um, wishy-washy these people are on on on, on law and order. Mm. You know, they 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 were they were they were stabbing Capitol Police with flagpoles. Yeah. The tip of flagpoles are holding Trump flags. So I mean, it's. You know they 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 are law and order as long as the justice is about black folks. If it has anything to do with what they believe in, then they they don't like cops so much anymore. Oh, that's pretty much all right. Let's uh, bring uh, Lee Allen Jones on, former uh, Green Party candidate for Senate here in the state of Illinois, journalist, uh, protege of Monroe Anderson. I actually met Lee Allen many years ago through Monroe Anderson, uh, and. Die hard Bears fan. I'm just saying this as a tease. Uh, Lee Allen, he's wearing <laughs> a Bears t-shirt. Lee Allen, uh, he actually knows quite a bit about uh, football. Uh, and I've already uh, set up a show in September that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, where Lee Allen uh, Jones and uh, political uh, strategist Kevin Lamb, a Democratic uh, political strategist, who for reasons I'll never know, I think, uh, may have suffered some kind of childhood traumatic uh, incident in his life, is a diehard Green Bay Packers fan. Uh, and I will be trying to be as neutral as I can to moderate this great debate. Their trash talking is already raging and roaring, uh, using me back and forth tweets, uh, texts, I should say. Kevin Lamb's got a lot more uh, weapons in his arsenal right now uh than my beloved Bears do. But anyway, uh, Lee Allen Jones, let's not talk football. I'll just highlight that. Uh, thanks for coming on and uh, your general thoughts. I know they're a little uh, different than Monroe's in mind about uh, the wisdom of the Justice Department initiating a raid on uh, President Trump's Mar-a-Lago mansion. Go ahead. Uh, thanks for having me. Hello, Monroe. Hello, Chris. Hey. First time I've uh, been on here with you being producing. So thanks for having me. Thanks again. Uh, I mean, it's just really interesting. Last year, this time, we were working on the uh, retreat from Afghanistan. Uh, you know, was it about uh, 150 days ago, we were talking about the invasion of Ukraine, uh, the Taiwan situation, and now this. So, uh, you know, as we talked about the pre-show talk, then it seems like, you know, there's a crisis every, uh, there's two or three crises every media cycle now. Yeah. Uh, in fact, originally, uh, when I booked this show, it was going to be about Nancy Pelosi going to uh, Taiwan for one day. We, we should probably get to that in a little while. But uh, uh, your point's well taken, Lee Allen. Uh, Donald Trump preempts. All right. So in our pre-show t uh, conversation, uh, you were questioning the judgment of the Justice Department uh, to conduct this raid uh, at this particular point in, uh, in time, politically speaking, right before few months out before the midterms. Explain your position on that. You just got to think. I mean, right now, when we look at the midterms, a lot of the political pundits are, are very keen on the fact that, you know, that this may be a Republican sweep uh, potentially within the House uh, based on, you know, the, uh, the races that are there. And potentially if the Senate ends up, you know, going 51-49 uh, to the Republicans, depending on what happens in Georgia with Warnock uh, and some other Senate races across the country. So, I mean, we could look up and the Republicans can be in control of both houses or in control of the House. And now we have two years of, of uh, you know, political gamesmanship trying to get to the, uh, the next presidential cycle. So, I mean, the Republicans are chomping at the bit to get these elections 
uh, here at the midterm so that they can, you know, they can be in the seat of power to go with the new normal. And that's to go to a new low. They obviously don't take Michelle Obama's cue if they go low, you go high. Uh, <laughs> no, they do not play that uh, Michelle Obama game. All right. Well, I'll, uh, uh, I'll come right back at you with something that I think Monroe would say. Uh, and that is this, you cannot be afraid to enforce the law. Uh, if you believe that Donald Trump broke the law, uh, you can't be afraid. Uh, we know to... Donald Trump broke the law. <laughs> uh, he, yeah. he, he, does, he, he does it in, in broad daylight, sometimes um, televised. Yeah. It's a slippery uh, slope when it comes to politics. I mean, I go back and I look at the uh, what happened during the Clinton era. And, you know, a lot of it, it can go on either side. We deal in a world where politics is is certainly become a sport. I mean, even more contact sports and football these days. So, I mean, at some point, this is going to end up really deteriorating the quality of life in this country because there are so many people that are not as informed and a lot of people that just don't have the balance to deal with these these issues and they think that their country is deteriorating they think law is deteriorating uh i mean if you look at what led to this whole january 6th and the election was stolen people will bring up the hunter biden issue people will bring into the fact that you know that dossier that sealed dossier was a manufactured document that led to the whole two years of investigating trump so both sides have ample ammunition uh to fight a war of attrition politically and the american people are going to be caught in the middle Monroe, your thoughts? One side is lying <laughs> consistently. And so it's not, it's, it, it, and will continue to lie. So um, the only way you, you can combat lies is with the truth. And um, the only way you can combat um, corruption is with the laws that exist. And Let me ask, can I ask you something, Monroe? Can I ask you something while you talk about the truth? Sure. What is the technical definition of a recession? Um, two, uh, two, 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 two. Consecutive um, quarters of decline in economic growth, right? Exactly, yes. So are we in a recession? Well, except it's, it's not that, it's, it's not that it, black you see and white. How, you because, see how slippery that, you see how no, slippery it's not slippery. Let me finish now. You ask, you ask me a question, let me answer it. You also have to, as part of a recession, you have job losses. So this is not a recession in the traditional sense because jobs are booming. So again, we're in unprecedented times. You know, just like the Republicans are complaining because for the first time ever, uh, the FBI raided an ex-president's home. Well, there was a reason why they raided that ex. He, he, he's, he's, he's involved in criminal activity. And you, what you do when criminal activity is going on is you get warrants and you invade their homes, you raid their homes to get the information you want. With this recession that you're arguing about, yes, the, the, the dictionary definition has been met, but the one component that doesn't exist this time that has in other recessions is job loss. We're gaining, we're, we're gaining more jobs than ever. So I think if, if you look at it, if you look at the fact of why we're gaining jobs, I think if you look at the employment cycle, there were many people that took them, that there were many retirees because of COVID. And there was already an ample amount of job loss, that, uh, the available job before COVID even happened. So when we look at, and the fact that you've already had, how much, how much money has been pumped in the economy with, um, with stimulus programs and with all of that, how much money has been pumped into the economy? So just though we have a great hiring cycle, there's a lot of things that are that are allowing that to happen, but there's still technically a recession when you look at the inflation that we're dealing with within the economy. Now, just because the the job loss is trailing the technical definition of, of a recession, that doesn't mean that those things won't reconcile themselves as we go forward. I mean, if you continue to pump money into the economy, what do you expect to happen? Well, wait, wait, hold on, Money in the economy anymore. The Fed is, is not raising. 
raising interest. So that's yeah. that's not a fact. But the, I understand but, that, but how much money was pumped in the economy before? Yeah, hold on, Leon, before, before we go down this path, uh, <laughs> we were actually discussing uh, the raid on Donald Trump, the collection of uh, uh, information uh, for the possible prosecution of Donald Trump for crimes that he may have uh, committed. Uh, and, and then uh, you brought in, you asked Monroe a question about recession. So it was predicated on the truth. It was predicated on yeah. the slippery slope of the truth. So what, what I was asking you, why? So what was your larger point uh, for bringing up the economy and recession? And, re, and how does that apply? It, it, to... it, 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 it was all about the truth. I mean, it's all about the truth. You, you're saying that what the president did uh, prompted the Justice Department to raid uh, Mar-a-Lago. I tend to believe if we go back through the history of it, there are many presidents that could have possibly uh, that, that could meet that threshold of, of, of doing that. But there's a respect for the office and those that have held the office. And now with what's happened to Donald Trump, you know, you've opened Pandora's box. So no, no, you know, no, no. the that... difference is with those other presidents is they respected uh, the norms and the way things were done. They respected the Constitution. And, and uh, Trump has shown time and time again that he has no respect for any of that stuff. So I think what he happened is the with exception Trump, to the rule. There's been no president like Trump. I think there's history. been no. And not, and I, I, I tend to disagree. I think because of how much media we have, how much coverage we have, how many uh, platforms we have to, for media, any president could be subjected to this scrutiny if other presidents in the past had these many um, platforms to talk about the president and what he's done. So all I can say is this. I mean, no, you that's not true. in fact, had had Nixon, if Nixon had Fox when he was president, he would have he would have fulfilled his two terms. The Republicans would not have approached him. He, if he had a propaganda, a, a popular propaganda organ. I think at the end of the day, I don't I don't see you got to think I'm an independent. So I don't sit and look at this from a Democrat. I don't look at this from a Republican. All I can say is that the politics is becoming so divisive that both parties are 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 in interlocked in creating a worse America right now. Because when you look at what's going on in terms of this economy and how it plays out, depending on what happens with China and Taiwan, depending on who the Democrats are going to try to get to run after President after uh, President Biden, America is deteriorating right now on the global stage while we're going through all of this chaos. No, 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 yes, no, no, yes, no, yes, no, no, yes, 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 no, yes. See, you're old, you guys NATO, are older men. NATO, no, listen, NATO you guys are is, older is men. Listen, listen, can I finish, bro? Can I finish? Can I finish? I'm saying this as a 43-year-old young man. I'm sitting here looking at a country, right, that you have had all the benefits to be able to get to where you've gotten to in life. I don't see those same opportunities because I don't see America having the same prestige globally going forward the next 30 years that have happened in the past 30 years. When you look at the fact that President Biden just had to go to Saudi Arabia begging Mohammed bin Salman, someone he said he would not meet during the whole run-up to running for president, and now what did he get? Absolutely nothing. When you look at China, when you look at India, when you look at what's going on in Iran, there are things going on globally that that my generation is going to have to deal with that you guys did not have to uh, that deal is, with uh, in the realities okay. that we're I'll, I'll, I'll allow Monroe to respond, but even I'm shaking my head at this one. <laughs> I've watched, I've been following, uh, I've been following the United States uh, foreign policy relations uh, and maneuverings and machinations uh, for so many years. And there's so many games within games. There's so many overlooking, looking the other way. Uh, it's not in, in uh, forgiving dictators and tyrants uh, it, because there was a uh, a benefit at that yeah, moment for the United so, States. So in the case of oil, the, the need, the United States insatiable need for oil, which, by the way, I see, I just completely uh, dispute the notion that there's a, an equivalence between what Democrats and Republicans do. Right. This is one of my great points uh, that I make all the time, Lee Allen. I have fought Democrats in this city tooth and nail since the 80s but what i see the republicans doing 
on every single issue that you meant they're mentioned they're absolutely worthless they don't even acknowledge a problem exists they put out false information to uh to, to, to divert our attention from a problem be it climate change be it race relations uh be it the economy uh, be it the elections time and time again i watch them if they don't get what they want they say uh that there was theft they make up accusations that the elections were stolen, and then they use those made-up accusations to justify passing laws that make it uh, easier for them to get away with thefts the next time around. So I, I got to say that there are, you're absolutely correct, and you're usually on target. I, a lot of the times when you're talking about Democratic misdeeds, I'm not in my head. That's the Green Party candidate and you talking. But to say that they're like they're equal, uh, I don't. I, I look can't. at I look at them totally as equal as a black man. How many black men are incarcerated in this country right now, and how much and how much has that happened under Democratic leadership? Who passed the crime reform bill? The same people that are in the White House. Who passed the crime reform bill that set up this environment that exists right now in urban America? And yet you can't even get black consequences. No, oh my God, unintended. You have so many excuses. The black politicians came to them back then, when 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 the um, crack cocaine epidemic started off, and they 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 came asking for that, and then they later learned that that was not a good idea. That was that was that was a mistake. What the Republicans are doing now is intentional. It's not. It's not. It's it, it, it's not in any way thinking that you could correct a situation. They are and, and, out for power. And, but I, I would just say what you just said, Lee Allen, which I completely agree with, uh, is a byproduct of what I was talking about. How worthless the Republican Party has been. There are, and I'll explain. Because I know what it's like to try to get people to write articles or columns, try to get people to think of law and order in a different way. You do that, boom, you're hit hard. And I mean hard uh, with the counterpunch that you're soft on law and order, uh, that you don't care about the victims, that you, uh, you're uh, easy on the criminals. Uh, and it's usually being led by Republicans, and it's always a backlash and so I watched the Democratic Party that should be the champions of progressivity on these matters move to the right in order to win the next election cycle. All the bright minds in the Republic and the Democratic Party go, we got to move to the right to offset the, the uh, Republicans. Otherwise, we'll get crushed. It's happening right now as we speak. And so, yes, the war on drugs was to a large degree, waged by Democrats as much as Republicans. Absolutely. I know that. I wrote about it. But if the Democrats swerved one way, <laughs> they'd get crushed. One way away from that rhetoric, they would get crushed. There has never been a moment in the history of modern politics where the Republican Party has joined reformers on the issue of having a more uh, nuanced view about the impact of the war on drugs. It's always been lock them up. And the Democrats move along to try to stay elected. I watch it. I've been watching it real time. And uh, until now, until right now when it comes to Donald Trump, all of a sudden the party will lock them up, throw away the key, be tough on law and order, is saying defund the FBI. So Lee Allen, they're absolutely worthless as a political party. They don't, I, you don't have a principle. And, I don't uh, think you're wrong. I think that they're an outdated party. I don't have any issue with, uh, you know, shooting fish in a barrel, talking about the misgivings of the Republican Party and their lack of ability to to be able to keep uh, a platform that sticks with current America. But at the very same time, the Democratic Party should not get a pass like you just tried to do, Monroe, and saying that that was a mistake. You can't have a leadership class as incompetent as black Democrats 
and then continue to give them excuses because it's convenient for white liberals to stay in power. And that's really what it's about. You can't hold black leadership accountable because that's what messes up the power structure within the Democratic Party. Without the white liberals, the black Democrats have delivered on absolutely nothing when it comes to supporting their constituency base. And 65 percent of them still support Joe Biden while getting absolutely nothing and, and, and can expect to get nothing going into the next, going into the current that's election ridiculous. cycle and going that into the president. How ridiculous. is it ridiculous? How is it ridiculous? When you had to gut out inner cities because of reforms, the multiple reforms that have been in Chicago, in Baltimore, in California, in the South, those reforms have done absolutely nothing but keep entrenched black elites in positions of a power for white liberals to use to have broader policy. That's all that black leadership is good for, is to keep white liberals in power and to be barking dogs at Republicans no, okay, who are okay, incompetent. Okay. You, you, you are now making the MAGA argument. I'm not making a, yes, I'm being a black man the looking at the obvious. We We're got, in two know, different positions. About, uh, who, who's that woman who's um, Darren, Darren's um, um, running Stephanie mate? Trussell. Who? Stephanie? Yeah, Stephanie. Trussell. Stephanie, Stephanie, on Facebook for years was talking about being on the Democrat, Blacks being on the Democratic plantation. And um, that made no sense whatsoever. When you have uh, the l Lieutenant Governor of Illinois, a Black woman, you have uh, the, the, the state's top legal person, a Black man, you oh, have the, the Cook County president, a Black woman, you have the mayor of Chicago, a black woman. You have the first black pr um, president of the United States. You now have a black woman who is vice president of the United States. So you cannot, that is, that is just a vacuous argument. You can have all the people you want. You can go make the NAACP the United States Congress. That has produced nothing in terms of sustainability in the black community. What has all of that optics done? What has all have, of that done? You have, you have, you have more black successful people now in position of power than ever in the history of this country. Now, true, at the expense, at the expense of, okay, let me at make the expense of what? There, 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 there is a a a, a too large percentage of black folks who are not doing well. But that's um, 25%. That's not the majority of black people. And you're doing this old, old- I'm old not doing the majority of black I am explaining to you- Black people in general. I am, so let me ask you this. When we go to Chatham, when we go to the near west side, when we go to yeah. Bronzeville, those yeah. communities after your generation, the post-civil rights generation, and those people that got those government jobs and all of those good pensions, there's right. nothing left. You guys exploited that entire civil rights movement to Wait. be able to create opportunity and access for Hold government on. employment, which won't resuit, which won't, which won't cycle into the next generation of black people. And I will so again, look, I will again. You just talk. You just again. You keep coming back to a basic essential point. <laughs> uh, and by the way, uh, we have we're running out of time. Uh, Chris has been warning me so. Uh, uh, we better wrap this up pretty soon, but you just keep coming back to a central point. I love you. You said, uh, when the generation that has its pensions, and as soon as you said pensions triggered a thought in my mind, absolutely assailing the notion of like legitimate protection for old people, the Republican party, you can't get away from it on every single issue you're identifying leon absolutely every single issue the republican party is resisting anything absolutely anything any kind of change any kind of program any kind of initiative uh that would help your generation and they're marshalling whatever tools of propaganda they have to undercut that and in the nature of the politics of the game that it's played the way it works in our country. The, the Democrats always move to the right to undo that threat. So you just said pension, it triggered to me. Right now, we got the Fraternal Order Police just endorsed Dara Bailey for governor of the state of Illinois. 
if Darren Bailey wins, God help us all, but if he wins, there will be an initiative, mark my words, Lee Allen Jones, to undo pension obligations that this state has to pensioners. Okay, and they will do it in the name of lowering taxes. You got the fraternal order police working against their own interests here. All right? So they may try to get an exemption to that uh, law, which protects them, and then just goes after city hall workers or teachers, firefighters, etc. But this is what we're up against in this country. And I just, I, I will always resist any attempt to make a moral equivalence right. between. Yeah, no, the, the Democrats, I've, like you, Ben, I've spent um, decades criticizing the Democratic Party here in Chicago. Uh, but when you look nationally and you look at, you, you weigh what the Republicans are doing in the past, uh, since Reagan, what they're doing and what the Democrats are doing and have done, it's, it's, it's like comparing a pickpocket to a, a mass murderer. Yeah. You know, you don't want your pocket picked, but you'd rather that, that beats being killed. I get all of that. I just want to know what those pensions are going to be worth if, in fact, you don't have if you don't have a petrodollar, and you don't have a and you don't have a domestic manufacturing base. What oh, happens wait, to the value of that dollar? Or, or, oh, so we won't have a, a a program for alternative energies because Republicans deny that climate change is real because of Republicans mock and malign like solar power or wind power or absolutely any attempt to like control save our freaking planet. From no, put it to the you like this, who, capitalists who just, just want to make more money. We can't do ben, any. That's another example. Ben, who just said? Who just sent sixty billion dollars to the Ukraine to protect uh, uh, carbon? Who no. just sent sixty billion dollars to the Ukraine? That entire fiasco in the Ukraine is about carbon. And 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 I will tell you that right now, right now, when Joe Biden goes to the Middle East, goes to Saudi Arabia, and kisses the ring to keep. Uh, gas coming into this country because he's worried about the rising cost of gas at the stations and he's worried that that could topple us uh, in the November elections because turnout will probably be 30% in areas where the Democrats need to win. So you got to move to the right and undercut everything you supposedly believe in because there are no allies whatsoever on the other party and coming up with anything remotely resembling a sensible climate change program I once again say, I once again say, <coughs> it is like one half of the country is trying, is at least addressing problems, and the other half is just creating problems. It's creating, Aggre addressing, creating addressing problems. problems. Addressing problems tongue in cheek. All right. Well, you know what? I have a policy in this show of allowing my guests the last word. And so I will allow Lee Allen Jones the last word because Chris is warning me we got to go. Uh, hey, thanks. You, you thanks always for having me, Lee Allen. Lively discussion. Thanks for having lively me, discussion. lively discussion. And uh, like I said, like we, I think we left off the last time we talked. Hopefully, we all we we can all come back and have this discussion with the way world events are going. Yeah, we will. And uh, one more time, uh, promote that uh, Bears discussion. You'll see a different side of Lee Allen. He will be defending the status quo of the Chicago Bears. And when I you're listening, I'm defending him, the status quo. I like the 36 year old GM Ryan Poles. I like uh, him a lot. Uh, well, uh, the linebacker Smith would probably disagree with you on that point, but we'll hold that until uh, uh, <laughs> we'll hold that one off until September. Monroe, uh, thank you very Hello. much, boys. Every, oh, <laughs> every Wednesday on the Ben Jarowski Show, the legendary Monroe Anderson, uh, Lee Allen Jones bringing up. Uh, I, say hello. Say hello. Say hello. <laughs> <laughs> he agreed with everything me and Monroe were saying. I, he's nodding his head. No, I, I see. Actually, we're in agreement in agreement on the Bears. So, uh, okay. so <laughs> and, there, and there's hope for him yet. All right. Very, <laughs> thank, uh, so thank you very much, Monroe. Thank you very much, Lee Allen. Uh, and thank you very much, Chris. Uh, great job coming right back uh, and uh, uh, sitting in for the doctor, Doctor D. Give yourself a raise, Chris. Take it out of petty cash. See you tomorrow, everybody.
And remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows and Benny J bonus interviews and so much more. Just check out chicagoreader.com or wherever else you go to download your podcasts. Have a great week. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.